Hello everyone, welcome to another Today's Health Update. I am Roy Williams, the Guru of Good Health, the Superintendent of Supplementation, hoping you're having a wonderful, wonderful start to your week. Of course, it is Monday, so you know what I do on Mondays. I dedicate the first of everything I do uh, to my God, and uh, it's the only true and living God in my opinion. Uh, You may have other gods, but I guarantee if you do, they're the small G, they're not the large G, there's only one uh, true and living God, and uh, that's the one I'm talking about, and I would truly uh, recommend you get to know him very well. How do you get to know him? Studying his word. Uh, for those of you that may be new to this station, uh, I do Monday school based on uh, the fact that back during COVID, uh, <laughs> they scared everybody into going out of church and not going to church, and they even closed churches down which was one of the ones I was going to, and it irritated me. So instead of closing my Sunday school class down uh, and just not doing it, I did what's called Monday school on radio, 
and uh, was hoping that a lot of them would tune in and uh, and follow the Sunday school that uh, teachings that I do, chapter by chapter, verse by verse from the Word of God. And you know what? Uh, I've got a huge audience now. Is just let me say it this way: the Lord has blessed me, and people are paying attention to God's Word. Uh, like I haven't seen in a lot of years. And I'm saying that uh, because uh, there is a movement. There's a great awakening. Uh, people are beginning to realize that, uh, uh, you know, when you look at uh, political correctness, PC, that it's failing. Uh, you see, that's, uh, that's not God's way. That's man's way. Uh, the political correctness means, oh, the government knows more than, than uh, God does. You need to be listening to us and doing it our way instead of uh, God's way. And I'm telling you right the opposite. Every time I lived my life my way, I got in trouble. Uh, bad things happened. But when I started doing it God's way, by the word of God, my life changed. And I'm telling you, it changed for the better. I was under the influence when I was a child. It, if I live that way, I'll never have any fun. I'll never amount to anything. Talking about the Bible. Because uh, I was raised in the Bible. I was raised in church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, visitation, I was there. My parents saw to it that I was there. And that might be some good information for those of you who have uh, troubled children. <laughs> you see, I got two older brothers and a younger sister, and it's amazing how little problem we was for our mom and dad because we were brought up with the Word of God. So I'm going to challenge you to uh, tune into this station every time you get a chance. And if you really want to know what the Word of God says, I'm going to teach you. I didn't say you'd like it. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm going to teach it. And I hope you accept it. I hope you let it go into your heart, your mind. I hope you memorize some things that you need to know, and I want you to see how well your life turns out as a result of the things that, that the good Lord teaches. I take no credit. I give God the glory uh, because I'm just a human being just like you are. I'm, I'm in the flesh body. And in these flesh bodies, the flesh is weak. I mean, we're told that in the, in the Bible, and then we prove it over and over again that that's true. Uh, but the flesh is weak. But you know what? The Spirit is strong. And when you let the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, work in your life, uh, you can move mountains. When your faith is set, uh, some really, really wonderful things change. Right now I'm teaching from the book of Proverbs. If you're new to uh, following along, get you a King James Version of the Bible. Uh, I, I teach from the King James Version because then uh, I can refer to the Strong's Concordance, uh, which is... Uh, a very powerful, powerful uh, way to understand what they really meant in Hebrew. Remember, the original writings in the Old Testament was Hebrew, Chaldee, and then by the New Testament it was Greek. Uh, but, you know, when they did the translation from Hebrew and Chaldee and Greek over into English, a lot of the meanings are are confusing. I mean, for instance, when you read the word Froward in the in the and we we've gone over this in Proverbs. The word froward we'll probably go over it for the days out. F R O W A R D, uh, not forward. Froward. Uh, you find out in Hebrew that means perverted. 
you know, if you didn't know that, you'd go, what does froward mean? I don't want you to know, to, to go, what does this mean or that mean? I mean, what does it mean to fear the Lord is the beginning of knowledge? It didn't mean to be scared of him. It meant to revere or love the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. So let's get it straight. Uh, we're going to start chapter 13, Proverbs chapter 13. We're starting with verse 15, which is the verse I left off with last week, but I always like to recap one verse just to catch everybody up. It says, Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressors is hard. Now that's the King James Version. Uh, in modern English, and by the way, it's not going to be long now, uh, less than a year, uh, I'll be having the book printed called Start With Wisdom. And it is all about Proverbs because Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived, became the richest man that's ever lived, and nobody surpassed him. I mean, there's people made more dollars uh, than Solomon probably had, uh, but in actual value, uh, nobody's even come close to the value the actual true value of what he was able to accomplish in his day. Modern English in verse 15 would be read this way. Knowing God's word creates a favorable disposition, but the way of life for the unfaithful is rough. <clears throat> That's basically what verse 15 says in modern English. So if you decide you want to know what Proverbs says in modern English, when I release the book called Start With Wisdom, uh, it'll be available, and you can get it and teach your children and your grandchildren from it. Buy them copies of it and tell them if you want to be wise, uh, this is what you read. Verse 16, King James Version says, Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. Uh, now, things like layeth, that's a, that's a little different for uh, most of us that, you know, uh, are in, involved in, in words. Uh, dealeth, every prudent man dealeth with knowledge. How would that read in modern English? All wise and understanding people prepare using knowledge. Uh, they get ready. They start. Uh, that's what dealeth means is prepare. Uh, they prepare themselves with wisdom, with knowledge. The last part of that verse would say, but a foolish person scatters thoughtless speech. I know some of you out there listening to me, you know people that do that. Oh, they talk a lot. Does it make sense? Is it common sense? Uh, is it from the Bible or is it man's traditions? You got to be careful. Even preachers today are all caught up in picking out a single verse or two in the Bible and what do they do after they go over that verse or two? Then they go off on this tangent of just teaching what man has to offer instead of what God offers. Uh, you know, does your preacher teach from the Word of God, or does he get off on a rambling and teach what he wants you to know or what he thinks it means? Let's get it correct, folks. Jesus told us, he says, Behold, I have, I have told you all things. Nothing's left out. It's all in the Bible. You got to be willing to read it. Look at verse 17. King James, a wicked messenger falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. All right, let's read that in modern English. A godless representative causes conflict. That's what mischief means, conflict. But a trustworthy messenger finds a remedy. 
Uh, when it's talking about health, it's talking about being healthy, the remedy to it. What's the remedy to being healthy? Uh, a lot of it's knowing God's Word, quite simply put. It's knowing God's Word. So let's keep that in mind as I prepare to go to the next verse here. And that'd be verse 18. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. But he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Do you want to be honored? Do you want to be respected? Uh, then you need to know what the Bible says. You need to have good moral character. That's what this is talking about. In modern English, though, that verse would read this way. Poverty and disgrace, that's what shame is, will come to those who what? Ignore correction. Refuseth means to ignore. Instruction means correction, believe it or not. But it tells you, he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Now let's look at that in modern English. All right. But those that learn from correction will be glorified. Don't that make more sense? You see why it's important to uh, go to the, uh, to the Hebrew, to the Strong's Concordance, and understand what they were really trying to tell us? Verse 19, the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. Now, what does desire mean? Well, let's read it in modern English. A goal reached. It's a goal, desire. The desire, you want to accomplish something. You want to do something. A goal reached, accomplished means reached, is pleasing to the soul. In other words, it soothes the very spirit of the body, the soul of the body. But it is detestable. That's what abomination means. Remember, abomination means detestable to God. But it is detestable for the foolish to turn away from wickedness. In other words, uh, they'd rather take a beating and turn away from wickedness. You know why? Because they like wickedness. Do you like wickedness? I hope not. And if you do, you need to get right with God and, and, and prepare a, a different path to walk on. Speaking of walking, look at verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Modern English, one that spends time with a wise teacher will become wise, but one who hangs out with foolish people will grieve exceedingly. I mean, when it says destroyed, it's not kidding. It means, when it says will be destroyed, it means you're going to grieve. You're going to wish you hadn't have done it, and it will probably be an exceeding grief, okay? 21, let's go to there. All right, listen to what it says. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. That's a short one. Very powerful, though, right? Let's look at it in modern English. Wickedness causes the guilty. I mean, I'm sorry, chases the guilty. That's what pursueth means. Wickedness chases, chases, chases the guilty. But for the upright, moral goodness will be restored. What kind of goodness is that? That's moral goodness, okay? Uh, you know, if, uh, people don't want to talk about morality today. That's why political correctness has become as popular as it has. Uh, man's traditions, thinking what the way that man wants you to think instead of the way God wants you to think. It's not healthy. It's definitely not good. Look at verse 22, for example. 
All right. Uh, verse 22 simply says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. In other words, his grandchildren. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Modern English, a desirable person leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren and the riches of the sinful or the ungodly will hold, I mean, will be held for the innocent or the upright. You see, God has a way of balancing the scales. So the riches of the sinful or ungodly, that's going to be held for the innocent or the upright. And that's who will end up getting it. I'm telling you, oh, sometimes you think that the evil people get ahead. They do not. Not in the long run. No, they don't get ahead at all. <laughs> don't even think they do. In the end, it catches up with them. 23. Much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment. In other words, a lot of food is produced for the poor by what? Plowing the ground. That's what tillage means, tilling the ground. But much will spoil for lack of good judgment. Or you could say good management. Either one of those words work there. So, uh, you know, understand uh, that, uh, you know, judgment can mean judgment or management. Making good decisions based on fact, based on experience a lot of times. 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Well, we don't say that word much anymore, do we? Betimes. <laughs> it's just one example of why you want to know, you want to be able to look up these words in Hebrew. So get your Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. You need that if you're going to really understand God's word. And there's so many words in the Bible you're just not going to fully understand in modern unless until you break it down into modern English. So modern English for verse 24 would read, those that fail to discipline or correct their children do not love them. If you love them, you're going to correct them. Even the Bible tells us that God corrects those he loves. Isn't that something? It tells you that he disciplines, which means teaches them discipline. That don't mean he punishes them, but he also corrects them. He points them in the right direction. Modern English, the last part of that verse would read, but those that love their children corrects them many times. Betimes simply means many times. All right, verse 25, the righteous eateth to the satisfying of his soul, but his belly, I'm sorry, but the belly of the wicked shall want. In other words, the upright consumes uh, to, the, to the contentment of their life force. That's what your soul is. It's your life force. It's that being within you. Remember, there's two of everything, including two of us. You've got a physical body, a flesh body, we call it, and you got a spiritual body. That's the life force, the soul, all right? But the desire of the ungodly will not be satisfied. You think you can go through your whole life being ungodly and doing wicked things and be satisfied? You can forget it. You may be rich. You may have nice things. Other people may think, wow, I wish I had what they have. Don't think that's going to be too good for you. Verse 14, chapter 14, verse 1, all right? Shifting gears a little bit here into another chapter. Uh, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Now, that's a little confusing, uh, you know, till you break it down in modern English using what? The actual modern English 
It's changed for the Hebrew words. Same thing. I change nothing in the Bible. The Bible tells us not to change the word of God. I don't do that. I just make it clear so you can understand it. Uh, The Bible says study to show yourself approved. That means to show that you understand the word of God. Modern English, verse 1, chapter 14 would read, All shrewd women build their house, but the foolish woman tears it down with her lack of wisdom. You know, that's what that means. When it says with her hands, that means strength, power, arms, hands. That's strength in the Bible. Verse four, Chapter 14, verse 2, uh, King James Version, He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. There's that word perverse I told you about earlier. Uh, and remember what I told you it means. Perverse uh, actually means, uh, you know, uh, uh, perverted is, is, is a way to say it. So let's read that in modern English. Those who go through life honestly show reverence or respect for the Lord, but those who are deceitful in their actions despise him. So you see, uh, reverence, uh, you know, shows respect. That's that's what we're after. Uh, we want to understand that despiseth uh, means you just despise the Lord. You despise his, you know, people who, who want to do wrong, they don't like the word of God. They'll even tell you that's, that book don't mean nothing to me. That's sad for sure. I mean, God loved us enough that he, he wrote us a letter, a love letter, to tell us how to live in these flesh bodies. Why would you despise that? Oh, because you want to do wicked things. I hate to be pinpointing it down like that, but that's the way it works. Proverbs 14.3 says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Let that word pride stick in a minute. Let me tell you what that means in modern English. In the speech of a foolish person is a sprout of conceit. Uh, it's like a rod coming off, a, a branch coming off of a tree. It's a sprout. It's whatever the roots are. It's whatever the core of the tree is. It's just, it's just going to feed right through and become part of who you are. So the speech of a foolish person is a sprout of conceit. That's what pride means. But the language of the wise will guard them. That's what preserve means. You're protected. God protects those he loves. Who does he love? Those who love him. He loves all people. Uh, but you've got to accept his love. That's on you. 14.4, King James Version says, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increases by the strength of the ox. Okay, that's pretty sound and easy to understand, but let's read it in modern English. Where there are no tools, the shop is unproductive. See, I'm putting it in modern English. Uh, a crib was pretty common in those days because they raised cattle and sheep and goats and things like that, and uh, they kept it clean, <laughs> okay? Uh, so it was productive. It could cause disease if it wasn't cleaned out right, but the shop is in in modern English, it means the the place the workplace is unproductive when it's not when there's no good tools there. Where you know an oxen can till a lot of ground, it's hard to till that ground with a shovel or with a a, a hoe and pick. But you get that oxen out there pulling that plow, you can get some production going. So modern English would say 
uh, where there are no tools, the shop is unproductive, but a lot can be accomplished with the proper equipment. Real simple, common sense stuff there. 14.5, King James. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Easy, as you understand just like it is, but I'm going to tell you like it says in modern English. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false, deceitful witness will tell lies. You, you can count on it. They just, you know, you, a leopard don't change its spots. A zebra don't change its stripes. They are what they are. Can they? Of course they can. They can't, but can we change who we are? We can if we're willing to accept the word of God. Verse 6, a scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. What does seeketh mean? Search out, I guess. Well, let's read it in modern English. A mocker inspire, I mean, inquires, that's what it means, looks for, inquires about wisdom. They want to know more about wisdom, but cannot find it. But understanding comes naturally for those that consider with full attention. You ever been around somebody that you could teach them all you wanted, but it just seemed like they couldn't understand it? Well, now you know why. All right, 14.7. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. So you should, you should get out of the presence. You should not be around a foolish man, right? We'll read it in modern English. I'll read it to you. It says, don't spend time in the company of a foolish person when you're confident they speak without understanding. Uh, you've been around those people. Uh, when you find out they have no common sense, there's no understanding there, why would you continue to hang around them? They're without understanding. They speak uh, really uh, things I'd say that have no common sense, that have no logic, okay? 14.8, King James Version. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Modern English, real simple. The wisdom of the crafty is to look closely into their way of life. They're looking where they're going. They're paying attention. They know that that the end is up to them. It's about choices, making right decisions. So the wisdom of, uh, of the crafty is to look closely into their way of life or the direction they're going. But the, uh, but the thoughtless speech of the stupid is dishonesty. The thoughtless speech, that's folly. They're just talking about stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and it's and it, most of the time, you will find that those people are dishonest. And uh, I'm not saying always, uh, but you know, uh, God's word's pretty clear. Uh, it's not that hard to understand. Breaking it down into modern English, I think, makes it easier to understand. And I've had so many people tell me, you know, I never understood a lot of Proverbs till you started teaching, and now it's coming clear for me. Well, the whole Bible's that way. And I'm going to help you understand it as long as the good Lord lets me live. I'm going to be breaking it down into modern English for you. 14.9. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. So what do fools do? Well, foolish people make a mockery at repentance. They don't want to repent. They're saying, well, I'm not going to repent for doing those things. I like doing them. That was fun. Oh, I know it hurt some people, and I, I got what belonged to them without their permission, whatever it is. Uh, they don't want to repent. They, they think it's okay to, 
to take from other people or hurt other people or do stupid things. What does the last of that verse mean? But among those that love God, there is acceptance. You're going to be accepted if you live according to God's word. At least you'll be accepted uh, by uh, people who want to know more about God's word. One more verse. Uh, verse 10, the heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doth not intermeddle with his joy. In other words, in modern English, an individual's conscious understands, consciousness, you might say, understands its own grief, and an outsider should not interfere with their gladness. Uh, these are just common sense rules and regulations that uh, the good Lord gave us through Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. Uh, and uh, I've learned a lot from it. I know you are too. I hope you share this with other people. Uh, just remember to tune in every, every week on Monday School. I encourage other people to do it, and we'll be putting Start With Wisdom out soon. Thank you for listening to today's health update. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www dot n-h-c-h-e-r-b-s dot com or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660